Welcome to Punk Rock Personal Development, a podcast about getting your shit together and creating a life you love. I'm your host, Sarah Stars, and every week I speak to inspiring badasses about the nitty gritty of how they live with passion and purpose. My guests and I might embrace a bit of woo-woo every now and again, but we also get really honest about what it takes to grapple with your demons, transform your life, truly accept yourself, and strike out in the direction of your dreams. Because personal development only works if you do. That's what's so punk rock about it. Hello, and welcome to Punk Rock Personal Development Episode 8. You can access all of the show notes for this episode at Sarah Stars. That's S-T-A-R-R-S. SarahStars.com slash podcast slash zero eight. I'm so excited to say that this is the first week that the podcast is officially available on iTunes. I originally thought it would be up there a month ago, but some technical difficulties and learning curves got in the way, so this is really exciting news. It would mean so much to me if you could subscribe, download all of the episodes, and leave a rating and review. It should only take a few minutes, and this will help me make really big things happen with the show. I'm also thrilled to let you know that I'm hosting a free webinar and Q&A tomorrow with the lovely Ebony Allard. We're going to be talking about how to go balls to the wall with your big dream without burning out or breaking down. And we're going to be sharing all of our favorite tips for making big things happen while still maintaining some balance in your life. Just pop by my website if you'd like to get all of the details and to register for free. And finally... Registration for my e-course, The Daydream Revolution, is now open. This eight-week course is for anyone who has a big, big dream, whether it's launching a business, moving across the world, publishing a book, or anything in between. And if you feel paralyzed by the enormity of it all, this is for you. I'll teach you how to break your bigger-than-life dream into bite-sized pieces, move past even the biggest financial hurdles, overcome resistance, tackle your fears, and really make this thing happen. You can apply these strategies again and again to bring each of your dreams to life. At the end of the course, you'll walk away with a detailed action plan so that you'll know what to do every step of the way, how you're going to afford it, and you'll have the tools and strategies to follow through. If you want all of the details on that, visit sarahstars.com revolution. As for something I'm obsessed with lately that's making my life better, it's kind of a small, silly thing, but that would definitely be my ovary gang pin from Anon Crafts. Lately, I've been diving deep into getting to know my lady parts a lot better, which might sound a little weird, but after hearing today's episode and next week's too, it'll definitely make sense. And this fun pin is a great way to say fuck yeah to girl power. I'll leave a link to the Anon Crafts Etsy shop in the show notes. It's really cool. Today, I'm so excited to be sharing this conversation with Lisa Lister. She's the author of Code Red, and she's also a menstrual maven, plus-size yoga teacher, and spiritual guidess. And we have an incredible conversation about why it's so important to understand your menstrual cycle and how doing so can lead to a more fulfilling and happier life. This lady actually got me excited about getting my period, so this she's for real. You're going to love it. We also talk about the ins and outs of hormonal birth control, why we should rethink yoga for female bodies, 
and how to start showing ourselves more love on the reg. Lisa is so punk rock, and the information she shares can absolutely revolutionize the way you live and your relationship to your body. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing today? Hey, lovely one. I am good. Thank you very much. Amazing. I'm so excited to have you. And I thought for people who aren't familiar with your work, can you just start by sharing a bit of your story? Who are you and what do you do? Oh, okay. So I am Lisa Lister. I am an author. I've written a book recently called Code Red, um, Know Your Flow, Unlock Your Monthly Superpowers and Create a Bloody Amazing Life, period, which may give you a little clue as to the fact that I'm a menstrual maven. And I am um, also creatrix of the She Flow system, which is this fierce and feminine moon and menstrual cycle led system which involves yoga and sacred movement it involves um massage it involves medicine and magic which which is basically in um shorthand for i take these really ancient moon and menstrual led health wisdom rituals and practices and i just want to make them really totally relevant for 21st century woman and um, women so i you know, i'm dedicated to helping women to explore navigate and most importantly, love their lady landscape. So that's who I am and what I do. <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm so excited to jump into all of that. So I was just wondering if you could share, what was your journey that led you to getting your getting to know your own lady landscape in the first place? <sighs> yes, yeah, so it's been a 10 year, coming up to 11 soon, um, journey really. And it started when um, <clears throat> I went to a doctor's appointment I've been having some crazy crazy periods like really ridiculous bleeding pain excruciating pain um and I went to the uh, and, and so I, I got some various misdiagnoses along the way and and had this hospital appointment and there were these two to two doctors both guys and told me I had endometriosis like we know what you've got you've got endometriosis and, and in, at the, in that split moment I was like thank goodness like finally someone's got a name for it I can move forward I can understand it they'll be able to give me something for it it'll be fine um but his response was um so you know and I was 24 at the time I think um his response was so we're just gonna you know, you're not going to be able to have kids because endometriosis means you're not going to be able to have kids. So actually, we're just going to whip it. Um, it what, what would make more sense would be to whip it out. And those were his words. And I was like, whip what out? What? What were you going to whip out? <laughs> and he was like, well, you don't need, you know, the, the chances of you having kids. So it went from like, you can't have kids, which is not actually true, by the way. So, you know, straight away, that's wrong. Um, and, and, and also to, to the fact that he then went to, well, you know, you probably won't be able to have kids so what we would suggest would be the better option is if you just had that all taken out now then you'd have no pain and you'd be able to move forward um with your life and just like get on knowing exactly how you are without the pain without the without the crazy bleeding and so for a moment when I left there with this handful of you know um pamphlets and leaflets about how to basically go about having your bits whipped out which was how he so eloquently put it um there was a moment, there was a split moment after suffering, the pain, the, the and, and it was ridiculous pain, you know, it was pain that knocked me out for days. It was pain that meant I 
um, didn't go out socially. It was pain that meant I didn't meet deadlines all the time. It got me a reputation of being a flake um, because I didn't want to share with everyone all the freaking time. Do you know what? I'm in pain, I'm bleeding. And because for me, there was still some stuff and, there, and I still very much believe there is a lot of stuff in, in a lot of women regarding the blame and shame of our, of our periods. Um, and for me, there was a lot of that stuff. And, and, and so, yeah, for a moment there, I was like, he's right, you know, he's absolutely right. I should do this. The pain is ridiculous. And if this is, you know, if this helps, then, then maybe that's what I need to do. But there was something, you know, there was something way deeper <laughs> in that womb space. And it was, and yeah, and, and something came up for me as I was walking away from that appointment in that space and it wasn't the same pain that i experienced with the periods and and with the bleeding it was something way bigger it was like it was this real right right up through my root chakra through the sacral chakra and it was strong and it was powerful and it was it was now what i recognize as she as as you know as the divine feminine working through me going do you know what i'm pissed i'm pissed with that attitude i'm pissed with the fact you're not listening to your body because you're disconnected, the fact that you don't remember who you are as a woman, the fact that you have no reverence for me or for yourself or for your power as a woman. I recognize that now at the time, it just hurt. But, <laughs> but in, in that moment, there was something that said to me, there is something else. There is something else. And, and from that moment on, I went home, I researched what endometriosis was. And, and I then researched found myself in the rabbit hole as we so often do when we're online um kind of going down oh what's this and what's this and then there were things like womb rights and there was there was things like womb massage and there was things like all, all crazy things i'd never heard of and so i have spent the last 10 10 nearly 11 years just yeah exploring my own lady landscape exploring what it's like to be in this lisa body exploring what it's like to connect fully with our power source which is that pelvic bowl which is that you know our womb space and and realizing the power we hold as women there and how it has been taken away from us and 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 why and and yeah and so it's been juicy it's and you know i still have all of my reproductive organs intact and and i'm proud of that because I, I don't have the pain anymore because I'm doing the I am you know I've I've reconnected with this body I've remembered who I am and I have a real reverence for this one and for she and for that greater feminine power that we um yeah that we can experience if we just tune in and listen that's so such a beautiful message of you know really trusting your intuition even when it probably didn't make sense at the time no sense <laughs> no sense at all but when it's stronger than you when you you know and it's brilliant now I can and I can see it in others when I'm working with my clients and when I'm working in workshops it's like yeah there she is there she is she is coming through you and I like I get it now but yeah at the time was just like what the f <laughs> um so a lot of what you teach with the she flow work it seems like is this you know living by and getting in touch and knowing your menstrual cycle so could you explain a little bit why that's so important well we have 
been conditioned and 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 i'll just start with a big heads up you know i have big love for dude kind you know i have big love for for men um but the patriarchal patriarchal system itself has meant that we ignore um our cyclic nature as women you know we're very cyclic beings and and so we we we've been forced as women to work in us in environments that are nine to five and and that mean you have to show up in a very consistent way on a daily basis, especially in the workplace um, predominantly. Um, so what what that does for us is it means that we completely shut down to the second half of our cycle. So so many of us think about our menstrual cycle as just the five to six or 14 for those unfortunately that you know feel that kind of pain but those bleed days you know that we think of it as just the days that we bleed but actually our cycle is a 28 to to 30 day cycle that happens every month and so and that's much like that of the moon and um, which is around 20 28 and 29 and a half days so what we then start to see is that there's a pattern between our menstrual cycle, what's happening in our menstrual cycle and what's happening in the moon cycle as well. So there's this um, waxing phase where, where the moon's just coming out of its darkness and it's all bright and new and, and exciting and there's opportunities. And that's, that's our pre-ovulation phase. That's the few days after we bleed, you know, that's the couple of days after we bleed and it's really exciting. We're in this real maiden phase and it's, very masculine driven in that part of our cycle and then we go into like the full moon which in our bodies in the menstrual cycle is replicated in the ovulation phase and that's when we come into this real mama energy and it's like yeah i can manifest anything like if you're going to do presentations if you're going to show up for interviews this is the time <laughs> to do it um and so that energy is good but what happens then is the second half of the month, just after you ovulate, around if you've got if you've got a 28 day cycle, you'll start to notice around day 21, 22, is when you'll start to come in. And this is the feminine side of the cycle. So the first half we're really aware of because we're used to working on that kind of masculine energy that's in society. We you know it's the it's the show up, it's the do, it's the I can do it, I can get shit done. That's that energy what what we're not so what we're not so familiar with is the second half of the cycle which is this the yin energy the the feminine and and it calls us home so we get we have that beautiful kind of um i'm out there i can socialize i can be out there and then the second half of our cycle is a real coming home to ourselves and so there's that premenstrual phase and so many so many of us suffer in that phase because we don't we don't pay any attention to it. We're trying to keep going. Yeah, our energy levels, our hormones are taking us on a downward slip. You know, we're going, and, in, and not in a bad way, it's wanting us to slow down. That's what it's calling us to do. That's what our body is calling us to do. But we don't listen because we're, you know, we've got to show up, we've got to, we've got to meet deadlines, we've got to do, do, do. And so that means so much of the pain and the discomfort and the dis-ease that we experience in, in that in that period of time is is associated with our inability to kind of connect with with our feminine nature and so there's that element and then obviously there's the bleed um which which is yeah representative of the of the dark moon of that new moon 
And that's, yeah, that's a real magical time if we let it, you know. But unfortunately, we again live in this society that's really cool with, you know, wanting to stuff stuff the bleed, pretend it's not happening. Like all the advertising for it, it is, is about how you can keep going, how you can just, you know, you don't need to stop because you can just keep keep on showing up and doing exactly what you can do. You, know, you can roller skate, you can ride a boat. I've seen it on the adverts. This is exactly what our, our bodies are not wanting to do. <laughs> so we're going completely against our cyclic nature when we kind of use tampons and we stuff our flow and we stop allowing, you know, the, the menstrual cycle, it's the menstrual bleed, sorry, itself is an opportunity for us to cleanse. And it's an opportunity for us to cleanse our our system, our body, our reproductive space, but also to of, of emotion, of anything we've collected throughout that month. You know, any of the any of the stuff we we want to let go of. That is the time we do that. So if we're stuffing, you know, tampax and tampons and and pretending that it's not happening, we're basically not allowing ourselves to be in full flow um and our full energy our cyclic energy to to work through our body and then to be and you know and that stops us showing up in our full potential in the world it stops us showing up in every aspect you know we're vulnerable and the and the messy all of those parts of us that we we make us so holistically us we we you know we're ignoring because we're trying to put on that kind of masculine front the whole time and so we live in that space and we unfortunately don't hang out in this this um, feminine space as often as, you know, we get the opportunity every month to, to hang out there for at least two weeks, yet we don't. And and then that's that's where so much, so much of the discomfort and disease happens. Sorry, I have ranted away. <laughs> no, I mean, that's so much to, to think about and to unpack. So I think yes. one of the places that's probably not um, a really deep road to go down but that I'd like to ask is for people who are listening to um, what you're saying about tampons and that kind of denial of the bleed um, you know for anyone who's wondering what would you recommend instead that would kind of honor that process of bleeding and of menstruation a little bit more I love that you say honor that and that's exactly what it is you know that's the bit that we're missing in in this whole practice in this whole process of our cyclic nature is that honoring of of this bleed time of because we, we we've been taught that it's dirty, we've been taught that it's not, you know, that it's, it's something we should be shame shameful of. So, yeah, thanks for saying that. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I think like I get why why people use them. I understand it, but and and I'm no no judge Judy in any of this. You know, there's no judgment at all. But my my um my preferred choice for for my clients and for myself is is to use pads. Um, and I, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> I use cloth pads, which I am fully aware, like holding my hands up and going, dude, that is so hippie. Like I am like, that is, that was something I laughed at my friends when they, um, when they told me that's what they used. I was like, no way, you're never going to get me to use those. <laughs> that is never going to happen. Um, but what it does is it, if you suffer from cramps and bleed at bleeding time, using a tampon is just going to be making that a whole lot worse because your whole muscles in your vaginal um, space will be really clenching. And so if you, if, yeah, if, if, if there's so, if there's pain, like start using some kind of pad that allows you to flow. Um, 
so yeah, I talk about I talk about um, cloth pads in in my book um, mainly because they're reusable and they're eco friendly, and it doesn't have to be near, nowhere near as icky as you think it will be. <laughs> um, and my other my other suggestion is a moon cup um, or a diva cup, or and basically it's a, a little cup that you place inside your vagina. Um, the vaginal wall you create a little the, the, the vaginal wall creates a little seal around it and it collects your blood um and you have to then take it out every every seven hours or whatever feels good for you um and this will involve you having to touch it and i know for some people that's a bit icky you know <laughs> like especially again because we're so we're so, you know we're taught that our blood is freaking blue in the adverts you know so the actual fact that yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to touch it and it's red and it's you know and it might there might be clots and it might not be how he wanted to, you know it's like oh i get all of that i get all of that and it's been definitely been a practice for me there was a whole lot of shame in in those in those things but but these two methods there's also sponges that you can use, which also, um, like, especially if you sw- if you swim, it's a much nicer, there's like these natural sp- sea sponges that you can get, which is a nicer option if, um, if you swim and, and stuff like that. But ideally, um, yeah, a moon cup. I personally can't use them. I have a tilted pelvis. So if you find, if you find that, um, it's, if you do get one in it, you find it's a difficult, difficult way to, it feels too too uncomfy there's a reason um there may be a reason that that happens for you i realized it's for me it was that i had a tilted pelvis women with tilted uteruses or those who have suffered from prolapses may not be able to um use them effectively either but play with them they're quite cheap um and it's just and it's also just a really great way of that reconnection that i was talking about earlier you know to really connect with ourselves to actually have to touch ourselves there you know it's like it's okay it's yours she's yours your vagina your your yoni that whole space is yours so touch her feel her understand how she shows up and what she looks like and and where you would put such a thing and for anyone who does think it sounds a bit icky i think i used a diva cup for the first time five years ago and i was pretty weirded out by it and it wasn't you know it sounds yicky and then when you're actually doing it it was just a bit more like confusing and different the first time yes. and then I realized it's actually really simple to use and it's not yucky and yeah why aren't we all touching our vaginas more so absolutely and there's also some really great YouTube um videos as well that have telling you how to use because it is all you're exactly right it is awkward the first couple of times um so yeah be patient and try it out but if it's really uncomfortable then there could be a reason for that and and understand that that might be if you suffer from the kind of tilted bits and pieces then that can that can mean that that it will be uncomfortable long term so try try the cloth pads which are really readily available there are some gorgeous designs as well you know i know women that make their own which is really great who's got time for that i haven't but um it's great if you if you're crafty then then do it there's again great resources online and they're on my website as well. And, but there are women that are making these and they're gorgeous. There's some like Wonder Woman pads and there's some some great prints, like a lot of mine are leopard print. I kind of like to think of my vagina as Cleopatra. I like to make sure she is fully um, fully lined with leopard print. So yeah, you know, you can you, you can play with it and, and make it play. You know, this is a, this is a process of honoring. I will make sure that I find a link to the YouTube video yes. and also your favorite cloth pads and we can stick those in the show notes. Awesome. That's a good idea.
So I think that most of us would struggle to tell you what phase of our cycle we're on or even what the phases of our cycle are. Uh-huh. Um, for someone who wants to start following this advice, how, sh- how should they start charting their cycle? Well, um, in the book, um, Code Red, I do have a charting kit, which is free and downloadable. Um, you just, you know, just click on the link and, and there's some downloadable sheets. There's some great, um, there's some great apps. I mean, I'm, I'm very old school. I love to chart things by hand. I, you know, I have a moon chart on my wall. I also have a, so I know where the moon's at. I have a chart for my cycle on the wall, so I know where I'm at. And um, I can start making those correlations, which again is just like a whole nother thing, which is very exciting, especially if you work out when you bleed astrologically, like, oh, I bleed every time the moon is in Scorpio. And then, but that's because I'm a geek and I dig that stuff. But, um, so there's that, but, um, sorry, question, Sarah, remind me. Yeah, just um, how would you start charting how should someone start charting oh. their cycle and like what are they doing when they're charting their cycle so so like i said the cycle is broken down into four phases so that's your pre-ovulation your ovulation your pre-menstruation and your menstruation and that's also the same for the moon as i mentioned earlier which is the which is the wax in the full the um, waning and the and the dark moon um and what you can do like it can be as simple as just literally putting in your diary like you know you can search online to find what the moon is doing so you know what moon phase you're in but if you start on day one so day one is your bleed day it's the first day that you bleed that you notice blood and just put that in your diary and and then what's really good i mean again like i am so geeky i love stationery i love journaling i love all of that stuff is to just start making your own ledger really so i have um like i say i have lots of charts that you can download but if you you know if you just want to put it in your journal so you can start seeing where um how you show up in each phase so you can start seeing that the first couple so the um your bleed is is six to again it doesn't i i everything i speak about is in brush strokes so because how i show up in my cycle and how often how long my cycle is and how i bleed and all of that stuff and how long I believe for is going to be so different to how you do and how Sarah does and how, you know, your friend, your friend does too. So that's why the charting is such a, a personal and important process because it's, it's a guideline. It's a blueprint. It's your map. And, you know, and, and menstruality for me, the, the whole learning about menstrual cycles is like a topography of, of ourself. So, it's a really great opportunity just in writing in your journal every day. You know, if you're doing gratitude lists that Sarah's spoken about before and um, gratitude practices, like this is a really great one to to just also think about how did I show up today and what phase of my cycle am I in? So we start with a bleed. That's, that's, your, that's your menstruation. And then we go into the pre-ovulatory phase. And that's that spring-like energy, that that kind of newness that we were speaking of. And then there's the ovulation phase. And then you can just chart those from, you know, and, and and then you can work out until your next bleed how long that is, you know. So you can see it in your diary how you're showing up each each day. And so I kind of put down things like, oh, I was really moody today, or and so the things that we think are just like reactionary, if you know if you start doing this for three months, so I I tell all my clients um and I recommend in the book to kind of do this for three months because you'll start to notice those things that you think are just reactionaries 
are actually um, tendencies. They're actual things that are associated with each phase of our cycle. And so you, I know that on day 25, I show up pretty much the same each day 25 of my cycle. That is not a good day, by the way. <laughs> really, that is a day when my husband shuts the door and chucks chocolate at me from a distance because good that, husband. Yeah, he's good. He is good, and that's and that's because I know that about myself. But it makes life so much easy for easier for people that you live with as well. So if you share a house, if you um, you know, in the book as well, I have this mood chart, and and for, I made it for my husband because on day twenty five he would really piss me off like I'd be so angry but at him at the world but and 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 so yeah so I made this mood chart that would tell him like dude don't come near do not come near and then there, there are, you know and there are other charts that you can there, there are other kind of um things on the chart that say yeah I'm good for sex actually now if you if you want if you're up for that let's go and then like I want to be dated I want to be schmooze and so it's like you I can see that in my in my charting process i was able to then start seeing that you know and i chart i've charted for years now because it it is um it's like my own self-help book like i need no self-help book because actually i have i have a full um that all the information i need about myself shows up through each phase of my menstrual cycle and so as it unfolds each and every month I'm like, oh, okay, I know this about myself now. And it's also like things that we beat ourselves up about. You're like, you, you don't have to anymore because around our premenstrual phase, we are super critical. We are super, you know, we're in editor mode. It's a real time for editing life. So you probably want to declutter and you want to, um, you want everything to be clean. Like I go crazy at my husband, like things that would have been totally fine in the first half of my cycle are totally not acceptable <laughs> in my pre-menstrual phase you know and that's and that's okay now we, now we know that as a couple he knows around day 21 day 22 he's like shit i'm cleaning this house i am not having any of that drama and um it works you know he has an easier life he realizes it's not all about him um and anytime i'm you know that's that's an emotional charge in me around day 25 and i am best left to my own devices like i don't book meetings i don't book clients i don't you know i try at, at the very best to just be in a little bubble where i can't be i'm not allowed to talk to the public <laughs> but i think that knowing that about myself is a beautiful thing and and knowing where those days show up for you where those kind of fiery days are and where those really productive days are because you also see where where you're kind of showing up really beautifully as well like oh my god i am fearless you know on day 13 i i am so i can get anything done i am the queen of freaking everything you know i could do anything and i'm super flirty I'm, I'm i can be out and i can be sociable and when you know those things about yourself it just makes life easier yeah, I think that's so fascinating. And it's kind of the ultimate punk rock personal development because it's really like knowing yourself in a nitty gritty way and kind of DIYing your own approach to life that's based on who you are, like in such a deep way. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah. So I'm wondering, once you've kind of got this information about yourself, you've been charting your cycle uh, for a little while, you know, you're talking about there's different kind of behaviors or tasks that are better suited to certain parts of our cycle but for those of us who are working a nine to five or who have other commitments that you know maybe force us or 
force us to be in the masculine mode in a certain sense. What are yeah. what are ways that we can kind of plan our days or honor the that premenstrual and menstrual part of our cycle, even when we still have to show up to work and kind of put our game face on? I mean, who doesn't? You know, you'd have to be a pretty blessed person to not have to show up. It's just, I think what's great, and I think it's a great question, is that when we are aware of our tendencies, when we can see that there are like hot spots days. So, you know, so for example, I'm, I know that it is best for me to to arrange to do meetings, to have clients in the first part of my cycle. That's a given. But that would mean I only work for two weeks. That would be <laughs> ideal. But the actuality of that is 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 not helpful. So what I then have to do is then re, uh, is then reassess how I manage my time. Um, I guess so. Especially if you've got a you know if you if you've got a nine to five job, and you know around day twenty five you are not good to be around. It's just the awareness. You will notice even having that awareness that, you know what, I'm day 25. And it, again, my day 25 may be your day 22. It may be your, your day 31. I don't know. But when you know some of those days for you, you're then able to manage your time more effectively because the awareness is there. Because you will know, like, do you know what? I could really shout at you, John from accounts, because you are really pissing me off. But you know what? I'm also aware that if I just have a little bit of chocolate right now, I'm going to be all right. So I would just, I'm just going to back off. I'm just going to clear some space and I'm going to just get back to what I'm doing. Or I'm just going to understand what needs to be done in the day. I'm going to make lists and then I'm just going to work on three of those things. Or I'm just going to set some clearer boundaries around what I'm capable of doing at the moment. And then also just start having the conversations in public and, you know, start saying those things to some of your coworkers and yeah, there was a time when I was just really embarrassed that this was the work I'd shown up in the world to do. You know, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to address this with people. Now I speak about it all the time and I've got no qualms with with telling people, you know, I can't do an interview because, you know, I'm bleeding that day. That's, that's just how it is. I'm, I can't show up that day. I'm bleeding. But I'm blessed that I'm self-employed. Um, but having the conversations at least to say, do you know what? I'm just, um, I'm not able to do that. Um, or I'm going to do that, but it's going to take me a little longer today. And you know, imagine if we were all able to have these conversations, especially with our female co-workers. And like, you know, if one of them was on day 13 and we were on day 29 and that day 13 co-worker was able to say, oh, that's amazing. Don't, don't worry. You just you just do that one task and do it really well. I'm going to just get this stuff and this stuff and this done, done. And we can support each other in that way. It's just we don't. And so that's, there's, you know, that's where the, the problem lies. But yeah, having the awareness is the key, I think, to all of all of this. It's not about trying to make it better or put it right or trying to live in a, uh, and I, I mean, I, I am blessed because this is my work that I live this, this work wholeheartedly. So I do rest at my bleed time. You know, I do have days off at my bleed because that's why I've created a business in order to do that. Um, but I know before, before I was able to do that, it was simply the awareness of where I'm at in my cycle and knowing that my energy levels will be a bit lower. So I may not be as productive. So I'm not going to beat myself up about it, um, which, you know, so many of us do when we're like, why can't we get this done? Like, why could I do this last week? Why can't I do it now? Because we're not consistent. <laughs> we're cyclic. You know, we're not the same every freaking day, every week. That's not how we are. And when we know that, it just makes life a little bit easier and takes some of the pressure off. So if we're on the pill, uh -huh. um, which I am right now, and I think um, 
I think reading your work and reading some other work that I've been reading lately, it's made me, you know, reconsider that for my own reasons. Obviously, everyone has to make that decision for themselves. But if you are on the pill, is there still value in charting our cycles? Does being on the pill like level out our hormones or is there still going to be value in knowing where we're at in our cycle? I mean, the the thing with a pill is, is with a pill or with an implant or with any kind of um, synthetic hormone is that your cycle will be numbed. So the, the emotional charge, the tides, the cyclic nature of it will be numbed to a certain degree. It will still be there, but there's no way that you would experience the the highs and the lows of that cycle as as you would if if um as you would if you weren't on them um my my practice with 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 people that are on the pill is to follow the moon chart because you can then experience the energy as it rises and it falls so if you can follow the the moon the lunar cycle um, you will experience that energy. And then within that, start to see if your body, you know, in my personal experience and with the, uh, the experience of my clients is that if you do chart whilst on your pill, that whilst on the pill, the the um, the nuances, the, the, yeah, it's just, they're just not there. Um, and to, to the same extent as they would be without which is not to say it's a good or a bad thing. You know, so many of us take them for so many different reasons, but what it does do is it numbs us from experience, having our full experience as, as a cyclic woman. Um, apart from also doing lots of other stuff to our bodies, which is not cool. Um, but again, this is no Judge Judy. I'm not a Judge Judy around it. I just want women to, to feel, to feel as, as connected with their bodies as possible. And the pill doesn't allow that, to be so. Um, so I would recommend if you are on it that you follow the moon cycle um, instead so that you do experience the energy shifts because you know we, we can really shift, we can really experience when the moon is dark. If we pay attention to it like, oh, okay, I get it now. I get why I'm like that when, when the moon is, because the moon is dark, I didn't know that. But when you start seeing where the moon is at and, and which phase it's in, then and then you start applying the same, and it's the same, you know, the same, the, the moon phases create exactly the same energy but it's an outward energy so that that stuff happens around us and it happens to the energy that's around us whereas our menstrual cycle those things happen internally and we experience them through our body yeah i mean yeah i don't get any sense of judgment from you at all but like i said reading reading your book really kind of awoke it awoke this discomfort that was already brewing in me about about taking synthetic hormones and so mm. i'm wondering what forms of birth control would you recommend other than synthetic hormones i know condoms are the obvious choice but uh -huh. um, are there other alternatives that you would recommend and and condoms are the easiest um definitely and there are some really beautiful um natural fertility pro um, practices which are um which can, you know, which we can use in order to get pregnant, but which you can also use to make sure that we don't get pregnant as well. But these take time, you know, these take, and I get why, why the pill and, and all synthetic hormones are appealing because we've been, you know, again, we're in this masculine society that wants us to keep going, keep doing. So we take these, we take these things because it's easy. So natural fertility works with your, your temperature and, and um, we'll work with, you know, when your mucus plug, um, you know, and that's the, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but if you pay attention around ovulation time, around day 14, 15 of your cycle, 
they're, they're, if you're um, if you're a woman that is capable of reproduction, you will you will experience a mucus plug. And so then once you've experienced that, you'll know when again there's, there's charts and these show us when there are good days to have sex. And there's, so there's about six days when if you don't want to have a baby, that's probably the time not to do it. Um, and then and then there are and then and the chart shows you when there are days but that would be when there are days when obviously it's really okay to have um to have sex and yeah and then, and that's based on your temperature and so that chart is a rough guide and then you work out work it out for yourself all of this feels like big work i know that and then i think that's the that's the thing that's big and scary for people is like oh man like i've got time to worry about that like i've got time to understand that but once like you said with the moon cup once we just get past that that difficult stage it's like oh okay um that's how we do it all right that's good and this is me and this is my body and and when we do understand we you know my husband and i use the natural fertility method um and we use condoms when it's um like red days in the um not red days in terms of bleed but red days in terms of you could make babies if if, if we're not wanting to make a baby you know it's, and it's so and it's so lovely for us to to understand that process but I totally get that that's not for everyone. And it's also not my um, my forte either, but I'm really happy to share links and things. Um, yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like it could be something that would like even deepen intimacy in a relationship, but perhaps for people who are not in a long-term monogamous relationship might not be the right solution for Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah. And that, that would be that would be the, the kind of the no, the no point to that, in which case I would suggest condoms. Cool. So switching yeah. um, switching directions, I mean, I guess quite a bit. You are a yoga teacher and you talk in your book about how most yoga classes aren't designed for women. So I was wondering <laughs> if you could talk a little bit about that and maybe also offer some insights because obviously this is a big part of what you do on, you know, how can we still in, enjoy yoga in a way that would feel better or kind of complement a woman's body better? So yeah, um, so I'm in a size um, 18 body, and so I I was obsessed with the idea of yoga. I really wanted to do it, um, but the concept of it is it's scary, right? If you've got if you're not a uh, you know if you look at Instagram, there are a trillion trillion women pulling crazy pretzel shapes. Yet yeah, this yoga that we're 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 taught in the Western western world is designed for a masculine body you know it's designed it's just not designed to take into account the fact that we bleed the fact that um our energies change in different you know so if you go to a for example if you go to a, a class and you're menstruating and then you're asked to do like like some crazy inversions that can be quite painful and, and actually like you know i'm um most yoga teachers should give you the heads up that if you are bleeding you shouldn't do inversions yet i've been to lots of yoga classes where no one's even mentioned it um so it's just you know for things like that for starters and and then for understanding that who wants to do a freaking warrior which is all like holding energy it's all high up and when actually all you want to be doing is like curling up on the earth and just doing a really nice um doing some really nice soft movements and understanding that in each phase of our cycle we're going to want different things from our energy and our energy levels are going to want different things too like our body is going to crave different movement and will ask of us to show up a little bit differently 
it's, it's why you know when people start running programs or or things like that if they start in their pre-ovulation phase they're awesome because anything can be done then but then when they get to then they wonder like two weeks later why why am i not able to i don't want to go running oh i'm such a bad person beats ourselves up and you know and then we get into this cycle of of, of um yeah beating ourselves with the i'm not good enough stick when actually it's our cyclic nature you know so in terms of the yoga yeah these moves are made for dudes um and yeah so it's predominantly women doing it which is hilarious and ridiculous in, in all the ways and um so what i've you know what i've created with she flow but it, it's it's true of any kind of movement is to find a way to connect with our body that feels good um as opposed to doing something because we think it should feel good you know does that make sense i'm yeah, not definitely yeah. i think it's just about and, and it goes back to that what you know what this whole lady landscape exploration over the last 10 years has been for me is is it's about finding a way to reconnect it's a case like a way to remember and a way to kind of show reverence for this body and for and for um and for the you know greater source in enable us to enable us sorry to really yeah show up in each phase just as we are so like you know if i want to just roll out the mat and just literally do a few little hip swirls and or, and I don't want to feel bad for that. So, um, sorry, Sarah, I've completely forgotten the question. Please, please remind me. I am. Oh, you've totally answered it, though. We were talking <laughs> about kind of, you know, why yoga is not necessarily designed for a woman's body and kind of. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah sorry. Yeah, just because I think the, um, yeah, it, it doesn't take into account that we're cyclic. It doesn't take into account that we have hips and asses and boobs and bellies, you know, as well, like. And I guess a lot of the a lot of the girls on the Instagram accounts don't have those things, and and the reason they can pull themselves into those pretzel shapes is because their but their you know their body is shaped a little less um, lumpy and bumpy like mine, you know, and that's cool. But I also want to I don't want people to miss out on this experience. Yoga is great, by the way. I am not dissing yoga. I'm I'm obsessed by yoga. I love it as a movement practice, but I want it to be fully accessible for every woman. Um, and I want it to be a womanly practice. I want it to be a sensual practice. I want it to be a practice um, that women can come home to themselves in and during um, at any given time of their cycle, at any given time of the moon cycle as well. And know that there are different ways um, and different practices that they can do to show up on the mat each and every day that honor them and honor, yeah, the greater source. Yeah. Okay. So we've covered a lot of ground already. And I feel like this could be, you know, kind of overwhelming for people who this information is really new to. And obviously yeah. the best place to get some more guidance would be reading your book Code Red. But for someone who's so excited and so interested and feels so drawn to this that they can't wait for their Amazon order to arrive, um, what are three small things that they could do this week to start discovering their lady landscape? Okay, so you can start by downloading the um, first chapter of um, the book, which is free um, on my website, which is www.thesassyshe.com, because it does have a link in there, <laughs> which will take you straight to um, take you straight to the freebies. So you don't even have to buy the book to get the freebies. And in the freebies, there's a charting kit, which which is like like I say, totally old school. It's it's pen and paper. You print it off and you write on it. And you just make it a fun process and really start to understand how your body 
is working and how it can how this menstrual cycle can be a map for for your own self-development because each and every month this is happening to you and it's, it's unfolding it's an opportunity to understand a different layer of of who you are as a woman so definitely with that um i would say to move your body and allow her to speak to you allow your body to speak to you because it's in the movement practices for me and and, and whilst I, I mean i'm very biased and i think she flow yoga is like the way to do that it doesn't matter what you do but what I'm, what i'm calling you to do is to find a way to hear what your body has to say because for me in that moment when i walked out of the hospital and i had this handful of leaflets there was pain there was such ridiculous pain that i'd never experienced before but i knew it was something deeper so if there is pain that you're experiencing if there is anything you know find out where in your body you're feeling that and and sometimes it's through some gentle gentle um yoga whether it's from taking a walk in nature um but be with your body and listen to what she's trying to tell you because she is your guide you know everything you need to know is already inside you we just have to freaking listen <laughs> so um that would be my next that would be my next thing and just to yeah really tune in to the moon cycles so if this is all super super overwhelming and i get there's so much to so much to take on board but i promise you if you do it's so juicy it's so juicy but it but to start with what would be really, really good is just if you don't already, just to understand the phases of the of the moon cycle and just follow the moon cycle for a bit, just so you understand that kind of waxing energy that that kind of is big and it's like that big deep in breath that we experience, and then that from ovulation all the way back down to our bleed is that out breath. So when we just know that the moon cycle does that too, which is that waxing energy, which is all the way to full, which is masculine. And then there's this feminine energy, which is from ovulation, which is, sorry, full moon down to um, dark moon. If we just understand those that cycle in itself and we experience it just by being with it for a month, then to understand that that's happening in your body each and every month, that's just freaking awesome. <laughs> so I would love to hear about a typical day in your life. Do you have any rituals or routines that help you practice self-care? Oh, yeah, I am obsessed. I am obsessed with ritual. <laughs> and I am kind of obsessed with self-care, actually. So, um, yeah, I, uh, every day I start with a walk in nature. So every morning um, there is a walk of some kind. It can sometimes have, I have a podcast. I love podcasts, so I'm excited that I'm on yours. Um but yeah, so I, I, yeah, I listen to a podcast, I have a walk in nature. Um, I come home, I do some she movement. Um, I try and have an Epsom salt bath every, every week, just because it's such a really beautiful way to draw out any, any not necessaries, you know, and, and I let all of those not necessaries go down the plug hole. And, and I'll happily whisper, like, as I, as I go down, like, letting go, letting go and releasing. So and I am super witchy, so every moon, um, every new moon, every every full moon, I, I'm very ritualistic, and so we, you know, I have fires in the garden. I kind of bring in the new intentions with the new moon, and I, um, yeah, and I and I set manifestations for the full moon, 
and yeah I, I love all of that stuff um what else what else what else and um, my personal my personal cycle um uh, i take three days out at every bleed and I, I i get that that is um a big ask for a lot of people but like i said earlier i've created a business so that i can do that and it's totally possible and and people think no less of me um, in my business because of that. In fact, you know, people want to know more generally and understand why that is the case and how actually I show up so much better in, in my work. You know, if workplaces totally understood that, if they understood that if you just gave a woman three days off when she's bleeding, how productive she would be for the rest of the month. But of course we don't. Um, they do that in Japan. But in fact, it's like a law that women can have the day off. Yet um, have, can have like the days of their bleed off. Yet women are too scared to because they don't want their male counterparts to judge them and not think they're good enough. So um, yeah, so I do that. I take it on behalf of all those Japanese women. You know, I take it on behalf of all of us, really. Um, so because I know that's when I'm at my most magic. I have crazy downloads. It's when I kind of can take in all of all of the ideas and for my business, for, for my life. And it's when I'm letting go of everything um, and I'm able to make space for new for new creative ideas to come in. And then you realize as well that the cycle is then, I'm sorry, that's not even the question, but I just got I'm so excited. No, it's but, no, it's a beautiful answer. Yeah, and so it just takes you on the creative journey. You know, there's a creative journey with the cycle as well. There's just so many layers to it. You know, it's the, it's the very, functional menstrual um layer but then there's also the creative um cycle so i know that i take those three days off to download each month to be able to take on all of the creative ideas that um i'm going to carry out in the next month and then in each phase I, there's a different way of me showing up so that i know that i can so in the you know in the pre-ovulation phase i'm able to kind of plant the seeds for those in the ovulation phase, I'm able to manifest them. I edit them in the premenstrual phase, and then they're ready to release again. Um, maybe that's out into the world as a product. Maybe that's as a book, or maybe that's just as um, as the next process, as the next stage of of a, of a bigger project as well. So there's so many layers to it, but that's my 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 ritual now is my menstrual cycle. So predominantly. That's so inspiring and interesting, and I think a lot of us are going to be looking at, at looking at our rituals a little bit more like that after listening to this. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. so one thing that I love to ask everyone is, what is one quick thing that you're obsessed with right now that maybe we could all try or do or eat or listen to because it's making your life better? Oh, um, I am obsessed with IBI. Have you heard of them? No. Oh, my goodness. They're um, a band. Uh, well, a yeah they're, they're two sisters they're french i-b-e-y-i -I. I don't even know if i'm saying it right but that's how i've been saying it in my head forever i-b-i -I. um and their music is just so incredible so i would i would um send you to listen to them it's it's it like it gets into your soul um it's so deep and there's a beautiful song called come to the river and for me it encapsulates everything about my work so that's probably why i'm a little bit obsessed with it but they are great they're so clever um and i love them uh, amazing yeah. i'm gonna link to that song in the show notes do it do it do it okay so you have come so far with your own healing and your personal development and your spiritual growth and you're now passing that information on to your clients but what are you working on learning or implementing these days Oh, I love that. I am only five or six steps ahead. You know, anything that I share or teach is is that, you know, it's not like um, 
I'm so far, I'm doing something completely different. Like this, this work unfolds in me each and every cycle. So I just use it as my guide, you know? So actually whatever comes through is what I share. And and so, yeah, I'm going to be working on this for as long as I bleed. And then when I'm not bleeding, I'm going to be fully in my wisdom. So, because uh, <laughs> that's, that's the deal, which we don't talk about is actually when we stop bleeding, when we turn, when we come into menopause, which everyone dreads and gets scared of, is actually when we fully come into our wisdom. So I'm looking forward to that, quite frankly. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's it. I, I, that's all I'm working on right now is, is, is this one so that I can be a greater, so I'm, you know, um, following my menstrual cycle so that I can be a bigger service in the world because I understand me better. And I think that's what all any of us should be doing, really. We're taught yeah. that that kind of self-care is, is selfish, but actually if I am fully in knowledge of, of how this body works, how it is able to serve and that I am in full remembrance and reverence to the, to the bigger energy of that, then I can't help but just be a vessel for, for what needs to be shared. I love that. So speaking of being a, a vessel to be shared, what awesome things are you working on in your business these days? So um, the SheFlow yoga that I spoke of, that is going to be put into a really amazing um, SheFlow Essentials kit that's downloadable. So people that can't get to my classes, can't get to my workshops, are able to do it online and that's um going to be available in september um which is amazing um i'm working on a new book which is very exciting and um it feels like i'm birthing a freaking watermelon at the moment (laughs) it's a painful experience and i'm and i love writing writing is is my main passion so it's yeah it's definitely um one of the most painful books that i've written not painful i mean yeah it feels big um, so it's exciting and I can't talk about it because when I talk about it, I feel like it loses energy and I have all these crazy rituals around, I can't speak about it out loud. Um, but just know that's happening. So that's kind of exciting and painful and good and all of those things. That's very exciting. Do you have any idea when we can expect to hear yes. about it? Um, I think you might hear about it around March next year. Cool. So it feels like forever. It does not feel like forever in this one. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> and um, and the other thing, is, and it's this is my baby, and I love it. Is is explore your lady lands lady landscape, which is a twenty eight day online immersion. Um, and I do these twice a year, and I am so passionate about 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 women kind of exploring this work. So there's there's she flow yoga in there. There's this cycling so if any of this stuff has felt really good and juicy there's um yeah there's there's opportunities to to go so deep with this if the book kind of just isn't enough and you want to go deeper then yeah this is bloody good amazing um and so just as we wrap up where can we find you online oh so my website is www.thesassyshe.com I love, love, love Instagram, obsessed with it. And I am at Lisa Lister there. Um, I'm on Facebook, which is at, no, which is um, a page and that's Lisa Lister forward slash the sassy she. I'm also on Twitter, but I barely go there. So I'm not even going to bore you with that one. Well, I'll put all those links in the show notes. (laughs) But thank you so much, Lisa. This has been absolutely fantastic. So juicy and so full of interesting insights that I think we can start applying right away. Thank you for having me.
Talking with Lisa and reading her book has absolutely changed the way I relate to my body, my menstrual cycle, and my femininity. I'm already feeling more in touch with myself on spiritual, emotional, and physical levels. I highly recommend you check out Code Red, and you can visit lisalister.com to download your free chapter. You can find the show notes for this episode at sarahstars.com slash podcast slash zero eight. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show. If you've enjoyed it, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can write anything you want in the review section, so why not let me know what you're obsessed with right now that's making your life better, or you can just tell me who you'd like me to interview next. This support will really help me to make exciting things happen with this podcast, and I'd love to hear from you. Next week, I'm going to be interviewing the inspiring Nicole Harlow. Nicole is the creative director of Nicole Harlow Designs, where she creates custom websites and creative branding for creative entrepreneurs. But Nicole and I talk about how, as a Gemini, she has another twin, one who teaches yoga, sacred sexuality, and meditation. And spoiler alert, that twin is Nicole. So she's got this really kind of logical business person side of her and this really what she calls hippie side of her. And it's this twin, this hippie side that teaches yoga, that teaches sacred sexuality, that Nicole is really focusing on honoring and nurturing in her new program, Your Year of Radical Transformation. We had a really amazing conversation about how her self-practice changes as she moves around the world because Nicole has lived all over the place. Also, how she's healing her relationship to money and so much more. She also shares a really cool free guided meditation for deep relaxation in this episode, so you're not going to want to miss it. I can't wait to share it with you. And until next time, do something to get your shit together and create a life you love.